Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrance and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks, and enjoy the show. And hello and welcome to the Dash Back Talk. This is Dawn Wright to Bronx, and, and we're doing it a little differently today because, as you guys know, we are creating this show from the, from the very beginning all the way. Um, I know I hear a little bit of feedback on the line. Guys, can, can you introduce yourself? Alex is here. John's here. Jeff is here. Aaron's here. Andy's here. All right, that means it's working, and we can go ahead and just move forward. It's a little bit different because we're trying this, all of us in the same room in the studio, because, you know, we all have a lot of conversations that go on every single day here at the Dash. We're creating this as a team of people who absolutely love entrepreneurism. To, uh, for our rights every day, like Attorney Jim Turner and some of the cool senators we know, and we want to give um, you know a, a place for all of the companies and entrepreneurs to come, so that they can create as a collective a place for people who love entrepreneurism, who want the tools and and the uh, understanding and wisdom of the experts, and that want to go ahead and master the trade, that they can come and they can not only share in their wisdom, but go ahead and uh, give their opinions, and so. The Dash Back Talk is all about the opinions of the team who are every single day looking on the web and searching and finding cool stuff for articles, for topics, for, for everything that you guys might need, and sometimes just for fun. So, Alex, why don't you go ahead, or, or are we going to have Aaron kick it off? I think Aaron is kicking it off. Alex, tell them a little bit about this topic and, and why you decided that we needed to do this. Peter's saying that we, he has no sound. Peter's saying we have no sound. We're good. We have sound. We do have sound. Yes. We have sound. Okay. <laughs> good. Well, one of the first things that we wanted to cover tonight, uh, tonight, this evening, today, whatever time of the day it is for you, uh, Aaron put together a top ten list of Facebook pages that every entrepreneur should follow. Uh, if Aaron wants to take it away from here and give us what he learned about these pages, and uh, we're going to post where you actually can find these pages on yeah. our blog, the Dash Radio. No stop. We're good. Andy hears everything. Okay. Andy hears everything. I'm going to stay out here, you guys. You guys go ahead and go from there. Okay. All right. We'll get started with the top ten. Um, number ten is Entrepreneurship with Anthony Dalmedico, and he was uh, really cool content. He had lots of cool stuff posted on his page. He, um, he seems like a real down-home, a real life person, you know, and when you look at a lot of these pages, some of them are magazine pages, some of them are groups, and he's he's a real guy with his real page, and uh, he's an entrepreneurial expert, and I, just, I really like his page, especially the post that had his messy desk, and, you know, he, he, he posted that if you, you know you're a real entrepreneur when it's 12 o'clock midnight on the weekend, and you're still sitting at your desk with paper scattered all over and pens and notes and whatnot everywhere. That's, and I, I mean, think that's that, true for, yeah, for sure, it's true. For, I mean, I I have stuff all over my desk. And I do too. And people comment regularly. This is Alex. People comment regularly as to what my desk looks like, and uh, that it should be maintained a certain way. What people don't realize is what comes from that desk on a daily basis. <laughs> and uh, even though it is a completely tattered mess, there's all my notes, all my to-dos, all my everything's there. You know, and I know how to get through it. All right, Absolutely. and uh, number nine is Entrepreneurs and Professionals Network. They're, uh, they're, they're kind of geared to more towards 
celebrity entrepreneurism and uh, the flashy side of entrepreneurism. So if that's kind of your cup of tea and what you like to follow, they follow a lot of entrepreneurs, dream homes and stuff like that, but they still pump out a lot of good content and posts. What kind of what kind of content do you find on it? Besides just pictures of people's homes. Well, there was a good one on uh, Kim Kardashian and how she gets a lot of bad publicity in the media and everything, but she uh, she actually just won a big award for Entrepreneur of the Year of 2012 for a big women entrepreneur group. That, that's that's really interesting for me because I don't really hear anything about the Kardashians unless it's something in a tabloid, and it's just de- definitely uh, negative most yeah. of the time. And then the other day, Denise Michaels, who was on the show, was talking about how that how only authors with national platforms are the types of people that get published by the traditional book publishers. And one of those people that she said was Kim Kardashian. So even though she's not always portrayed in the brightest light, she does have a very strong reach and clearly a national platform that a book publisher thought was worthy of putting her book in print. Right, right. And and I think Kim Kardashian's worked really hard for where she's gotten. I think she's got... You know, like, you've got the, you know, like you said before, the rich daddy. You've got a lot of advantages to being a Kardashian. But, you know, there's a lot of a lot of darts being thrown at the Kardashians, and they don't get as much kudos as I personally think they deserve, you know. I mean, granted, I, you know, we've all talked about it, you know, what would we be if we were a reality show? And, um, you know, like, a lot of times the kind of stuff that we're doing, creating entrepreneurial projects, the stuff that we run into, the heartache, the stress, the, you know, everything. I mean, you go through an awful lot. And I think that anybody, if they live under a fishbowl, you know, or in in a fishbowl and have people, you know, the whole world, like, staring in at them, poking at them, uh, they're going to deal with a lot of the same kind of stuff the Kardashians do. None of us would be perfect, you know. I, I would never want my life to be a reality show because I just, I like, I, I live in the woods and I, I, I like nature and, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know like people stopping by without an invitation, <laughs> you know. So I think that, you know, it takes a lot to be a Kardashian. What do you guys think? Uh, I think it's taken a I think what's helped them a lot is, is, is like you said, that's the old money. Mm-hmm. It's helped them on their push and then their reality show. Didn't they come out with a reality show years ago? That they still have it. It's called The Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> Original. I've watched Very it. Subtle. It, it had me. It had me. I was in a, a hotel. I didn't have anything to watch all the stuff. I'm stuck in at 2 o'clock in the morning. And it was pretty fascinating stuff. All right. Enough of The Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, number eight on the list is a page called Entrepreneurs, and it's really a basic entrepreneurial page. And my opinion on it was that you're an old school entrepreneur, then you'll probably like the page. But so many of the other pe- other pages on my top ten like them that I had to put them in in the top ten. So they have good content. It's pretty normal, regular business content, entrepreneurial content that you see, but it was still good. I like the articles. All right, and then moving on to number seven. Number seven is really cool. It's called Renegade Entrepreneur, and their website's RenegadeEntrepreneurGroup.com. And uh, they see their their like main focus is uh, helping people who are aspiring to be entrepreneurs and be successful entrepreneurs. And uh, I just I just really like their mindset. They're kind of like a younger, but not not my generation young like maybe in between me and my dad's generation. Um, this is radio. They don't know how old you are. <laughs> okay. So I'm, 20, <laughs> I'm 24, so between 20s and 40s. They they're, they range right, like, kind of smack dab in the middle, but they're well, 30. 30 year old. <laughs> yeah. That content is good. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. No worries. <laughs> Sorry, guys. 30-year-olds will love that thing. 30-year-old entrepreneurs will have a great time with that thing. It's yeah. my opinion that someone slightly older or younger might also. All right. Uh, number seven is Incorporated Magazine. And what's weird about Incorporated Magazine's page being on the list was I randomly ran into their... It's seven. It's seven? It's number six. It's number six. It is number six. Uh, I randomly ran into their website like twice this week and didn't even realize until I was making this list that it was all the same for all the same people. 
But uh, their slogan is uh, everything you need to know to start and grow your business. So if you're you know interested in startup businesses or you're interested in starting up a business, then that's a great place to go and follow. Number five is Fast Company Magazine, and they, they're really like globally focused. So if you're an entrepreneur who's interested in global business or anything like that, anything international. And you said Fast Company, right? Fast Company, yeah. Right. They also, they also have the magazine that you can get. Don frequently buys Fast Company when she's uh, in the airports. Absolutely. I, I've loved Fast Company as a magazine for probably 15 years. Um, I think they've been around that long. It's as long as I've been an entrepreneur, it's been the one thing I reach for. Um, they've got some real trendy stuff. They've got a lot of really good ideas. I've been reading Success Magazine a lot lately, too. Um, somebody got it for whatever reason. It must have been a magazine drive for the kids or something, but... Uh, we ended up with a bunch of magazines coming here. I seriously don't know how it happened, but I'm I'm grateful. And so I've been looking through all real fun business stuff, and every single time, Fast Company has me. You know, even with all the other ones, there's like four or five magazines coming in, and uh, and Entrepreneur is one of them, Success is one of them, but Fast Company always has the most fun. I think they they just tend to to be a little more cutting edge than the rest. All right, what's number three? Number three is Success Magazine, and they're, they were just up there with all of the... Success four. Magazine, right? Round number four? Yeah, Young Entrepreneur. He asked me for oh, number yeah. three. Yeah. Number three. Young, young Entrepreneur. entrepreneur. <laughs> I started following Young Entrepreneur. Everything is geared towards the younger generation. It was a really cool page. What oh. age bracket would you would say? Definitely mine, 20-year-old people. Under 30. Under 30. Under 30. <laughs> okay. Got over 30, under 30, around 30. Over 50. <laughs> 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 no, they're not ranked. I actually like them because I'm not really understanding the whole age thing in business. But uh, we'll have to see. It, it, well, well, yeah, there's, you, there's a lot of the I like that one in Boss. <laughs> <laughs> right. And there's there's methods that 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 you like versus methods that some, that someone from a newer generation doesn't spreadsheets. like. I love spreadsheets. Yeah. That has nothing to do with my age. No. <laughs> nothing to do with my age. I'm allergic to spreadsheets because I'm just not a linear thinker. And bevel and emboss was the thing that I did when I first learned how to do web <laughs> design, and I beveled and embossed everything. And then 20 years later, I learned there were other things. <laughs> but that's not an age thing, you know. Some of it comes with time, time in. But we'll see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go read all of these. It's not for me because I'm an old bag thing. <laughs> I'm going to see if I agree or disagree, and I'll come back and give you some bad talk on it. All right. And right after this break, we're going to do the top three. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur... You know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level. For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the dash radio show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in to follow our every move. Here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text dash to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience and like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio and now back to the show and welcome back to back talk with the dash crew and uh, for some reason i'm the only one who has any kind of feedback coming against my line i cannot figure out what i haven't done right over here but um <laughs> something is doing it so uh, I'm going to let you guys go ahead and have it. Aaron has his top three. All right. Success Magazine is number three. And, I mean, if you look at Success Magazine's page, you can't argue with all the content. And uh, 
it was the one who had the most uh, the most people from my uh, friends list actually follow this page. So it seems it seems like a good choice. Okay. Yeah, Success Magazine means that Don was actually just talking about them and it was showing up. Uh, we got a couple issues in the mail. They cover direct sales companies. They cover small businesses. They cover home businesses. They do they do a variety of they do a variety of things. I like what they I like what they do. They're not like fast company, but they right. in the in, they have their own way of doing it. Right. Cool. All right. Number two is the Harvard Business Review, and I think the Harvard Business Review, yeah, it does. It has the mo the biggest following out of anyone on the list. And uh, I mean, me and you were talking about it earlier. You can't have really have a list like this without having that one in there. Right. It's kind of like just a great place to stay on the up and up on business. And and are you saying like you really dig each of their sites or specifically their fan pages? Specifically or? their Facebook page because okay. like I don't have the time to follow every entrepreneurial website, but I can see their posts, I can see their articles on Facebook, and I'm on that every day. So like you're really kind of using it for notifications. You see a pop up if it's something that really turns you on, you go ahead and you check yeah. it out. So that's awesome for people who are super busy. This is like the um, the ADD lovers way of being yep. able to go ahead and follow good subscriptions. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right, and number one is Entrepreneur Magazine. Their page is full of awesome stuff, and uh, at the like looking at all ten of them over and over and over again, this was the one that I kept coming back to and like looking through all their content, looking through their articles, and just enjoyed being on the page. Awesome. And what do you what would you say is the recurring the recurring theme? With all ten of those pages, what's the thing that's in common that you that that's consistent amongst all of those pages that you like? All all the pages are are focused on like uh, insp inspiring people and uh, like uh, personal self uh, self betterment and stuff like that. That's the recurring theme through all of them. Like every every page has a post that says. It talks about you know bettering yourself or inspiring others or inspiring yourself. I saw that on every page. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Aaron. No problem. Cool. Well, and I think we should all check it out this week. And and um, any of our listeners, if you want to go ahead and give some input and feedback, if you guys think that he totally missed something that you guys know about that that the rest of the world needs to know about, make sure you put a comment on back talk for the week on the blog which you'll find at www.the-radio.com. I'm right now, while we're having this, uh, while recording the episode, I'm creating the post. So by the time it's over, within 10 minutes, it should be up and live. Make sure that you give us, you know, if, if you guys find a, a, a Facebook page that's just really rocking your world, it's really giving you tips and tricks that are helping you out that we haven't seen, make sure you tell us so we can get it up here and Aaron will check it out and, and, uh, and we'll keep a rolling and, uh, and active top 10 list. Thanks, Aaron. No problem. All right. What's up, Alex? Well, last week we were talking about 3D printing, and we were talking about the ability to eventually be able to print organs. And uh, <laughs> this week there was an article, and a, a guy was able to print the molding of, a, of an ear, and then he injected that molding with living cow cells, and over a course of three months, cartilage began to grow, uh, grow, and all of a sudden, they had a work. They had a. They had an ear, and uh, there That's was crazy. Yeah, that is crazy, man. Right? Definitely. That's the point, man. It's a printer. It's a printer. <laughs> right. How do you file that? Well, in, in the, the organ section. <laughs> I mean, how big your file's going to be to start stacking 3D files? <laughs> if you're printing organs, you're probably attaching them to somebody. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be filed anywhere. <laughs> 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 That's a refrigerated drawer for them. They can have to go back out in the cabinet. Yeah. Well, they'll probably, like, blow them up or something. Make the jars. You know, the jars. You it's <laughs> 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 piss poor planning if, if you run out of ink in the middle of the project. You know, printer cartridges, like extra ears, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the eye. 
these are questions that are going through my head. Since you were a printer. How do you calibrate this? This is a really good point. Jeff, you were a printer for 20 years. Like, what about the 3D printing world? I mean, I mean, this is revolutionizing the industry in a big way. It's, people are still going to want printed magazines. They're not going to want to print it here. <laughs> print, you know, not everybody. There's not a big demand for here. Stem cell. That's part of the stem cell research they're doing. Yeah. And if you lost your ear and somebody says, I can print you a new one. You want to hear by? Do you want to hear by some doctor? Do you want to hear by HP? Well, I mean, you can afford it. I want to hear. I want to hear that's new, not not not. Can you hear? Yeah. Well, it's a plastic surgeon said, you know, right now it's made with cow. So, so a human, most likely a human would reject it because it's completely foreign. So they're working on getting it to, to have the ear grow using um, human cartilage. Wait, can they hear and it with a cow? Yes. It's supposed, well, it's not supposed to, like, it's supposed to actually help your hearing, and it's... Re, it's they a, said it functions just like, like a normal, normal ear. See, that's well, wait a minute. And then it's just a, a black of skin. It's cartilage. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's the point. That's the point. It's just the matter that they're they're going ahead and they're creating that curvature. So just like a wrench, just like anything, you know, right. it's just what they're creating yeah. it out of. They're not it's, creating the inner workings of like the and you know you're getting yeah, the it's people that, reality here. It's for people that have that like, inside intact, but the outside. Yeah. Like you get your ear, you get your ear blown off. Yeah, like yeah, you lost it, yeah, burned off. You lose it in a fire. So some some cancer it can actually eat away this, and so you can right that poopy beta strip, that flesh eating strip thing or whatever. In like four four, there's a rare disease, but it's not. It's like four in ten thousand babies are born with it, where the inside of their ear grows, but the outside of the ear doesn't right. develop. Mm-hmm. And so they can implant this external part, and all of a sudden you've got a normal ear. Yeah, and they I mean, can even make a clone of your ear on the other side. They can make a copy of your ear right. on the other side. So it's, it's not like exactly it's not like you're wearing John's ear or I'm wearing Don's ear on the So I mean, you know, I've been really pushing telling Alex needs to get one of these printers because I think that that there's so ear much. Printer? No, <laughs> printer. Here, here's the thing. I mean, in in the world you of entrepreneurism, you know, we're a group of people who are looking at what's awesome for entrepreneurs, and I can't think of a thing. That has come out. I mean, I was I was saying, and I'm going to do my my little Apple pitch next. But I mean, the the 3D printer. I mean, it revolutionized entrepreneurism. There have been people who wanted to do prototypes for years. You can't do a prototype unless you have a lot of money. But you can't tell anybody about this great new invention you've got without having a prototype that then you can go patent. Mm-hmm. It's like. This is, it has just brought everything into the hands of everybody, just like, you know, YouTube brought the ability to be a musician or, you know, be a videographer or be a filmmaker to the hands of people who all couldn't afford to go to school or go and, you know, make their shot out there. And now everybody's got a shot, and now 3D printing is giving people, like, everybody a shot. So I just think it's awesome. But, um... You know, I think that, you know, and of course, the minute it gets out here, we're printing ears, you know, welcome to America. Or who, who did it? Was this an American scientist creating this, American doctor? What country is working on this? I believe so. I, 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 got the, I believe it was an American doc. It was an American plastic surgeon that said in 2015, if everything goes according to plan, okay. you, can have, you can have ear implants. And uh, It was developed at Cornell University. All right, all right. Yeah, I mean, we're Americans really are the ones that are putting a ton of time and energy into 3D printing and paving a lot of ways in terms of 3D printing and what can be done. Right. Yeah, you know, it's like, totally yeah, it really, no, it really, it really is. You're only limited by your own imagination. Metal printers, too, metal 3D printers, so you could literally build anything you want out of metal. Yeah, that can be the model staging. Yeah, you model staging. You yeah. Working. You just build and, and, and Dick just things. found it, and they actually grew it on the back of a mouse. <laughs> they grew it, well, this is like, you know, there it's right. This one here is growing on the back of a mouse. I think that's Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken skin. No, they're just working on different ways that I can make it here. Really good. That poor little mouse. That mouse can hear. They can hear like a tent. But if they had a monkey on your back, I have an ear. All right, what's up next? The Google Glass. That's what's up next. 
Now, and, and Andy's got to come back in here for this one because uh, he has some opinions on this. And when he gets back, we'll definitely make sure we bring it back around. But, you know, I mean, I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, Alex, since, since you're the one who, who brought this to the party, why don't you talk a little bit about what Google Glass is? Um, Google Glass is essentially, a, it's like a fake pair of glasses that you wear. It's got the frame. Of glasses. <clears throat> it's got the frame, but there's just like this tiny little, little piece of glass that comes out and drops down, and it's basically um, the way Google's advertising it. You can make phone calls, take pictures, take video, uh, and check the, yeah, check check social networks, get updates from people, share weather. yeah, weather, turn by turn navigation. So you could be walking down the street and you could have like a little heads yeah. up heads yeah. up display that's giving you turn by turn navigation as you're walking down the road. Or snowboarding too. There's video or in the video they're showing them snowboarding and showing the trail. Right, and they have and just most recently Google's starting a camp a campaign. You can post on Twitter hashtag if I had glass, and then in 50 characters or less, tell Google what you would do if you had Google Glass. And if they accept you, you have to spend 1,500 bucks, and you'll get an Explorer edition of Google Glass, and you can start uh, you can start using the product. And just prior to that, they had a developers conference where they had all the developers spend 1,500 bucks to get their set of Google Glass and start developing for Google Glass. Um, the, uh, it's just like, it's cool. It's, it's the first camera I've seen that really truly provides a first person perspective of anything that you're doing. Um, and the marketing, I think that's like really what's got me the most excited about it is that there's, I'm seeing so many other people excited about it. And then I'm looking and I see it pop up and you know, there was a really a lot of noise when Google Glass when Google Glass was being first talked about it. And Google like released images in stages on a daily basis to kind of build the hub and slowly slowly reveal what they were talking about. Like they started with a really vague video and then they got a little bit more specific and a little bit more specific and a little bit more specific. And uh, it's kind of just been, and now with the release to the developers and with this competition with the If I Had Glass, it's a lot, to me, it's, it's building the exclusivity. You're cool if you have it. You're, you're only part of the select few. And the Google does this with a lot of their products. They release it, like they release it and they build the exclusivity and they build the coolness and they get a lot of people talking about their products. Uh, and then it's up in the air whether or not that product is successful. And that's the big thing with Google is that they can have like a really big month and then all that buzz, all that hype led to like everybody subscribing in that first month and then nobody after that. Mm -hmm. So it's like there can be a lot of buzz and a lot of this built and created about it and then all of a sudden that product dies the next month later. Uh, you know, and it's it, it's like you can get people there, but can you get those people to actually share what you did is the next part of the whole thing, and that depends on whether or not you've got a good product. You know, I, I agree, and, and when we, we were some of the first adopters with Google+, Plus, um, and we did that because, you know, Facebook had their thing with, uh, gosh, uh, the powers that we, oh, my, my W, Oh, so okay, my web of trust. And a project we were working on, my web of trust decided they didn't like they didn't like something. And so um and, and there was no democratic system, it was a meritocratic system. And when you try to find out what gave it merit, what gave someone more merit, it was just that they sat on the site a lot. So people who sit on their site and rate other people's sites, you know, they have more merit than other people. But the people who don't have time to sit on their site or people who are out building other projects, you know. Mm -hmm. So it really makes it difficult to create merit for yourself if you are busy creating, uh, if you're an entrepreneur, you know. You don't have time to sit around rating other entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. That's not your game. Um, and so we went and we made a push for Google Plus, but Facebook is Facebook, man. You know, you can't get, you can't replace Facebook with Google mm -hmm. Plus. It's not the same thing. It doesn't matter. It's a little bit fun. It's cool. It's got a little something, but, um, you know, and we found that big push and then fizzle. Right. And well, and different people are on Google+. Plus. Right. And there's, t there's, there's talk about it. You know, I think that Google+, Plus, 
stands a chance of being an actual competitor with Facebook in the long term because Google owns so many properties. They own YouTube. They, and when you create your YouTube channel, they're pushing you right into Google Plus to create your, your Google Plus account page. If you create a Gmail account, you're already three quarters of the way there with a Google Plus account. If you, do, if you use any one of Google's properties, they've got a way to get you into Google Plus. Where Facebook is just Facebook and everybody has to come to Facebook, you can be on any one of Google's properties, YouTube, Google Drive, Gmail, Google Maps, Google Businesses, Google Places, Google Listings, Google, I mean, it's like there's an endless amount of services that they provide that they can all tie into this umbrella and get you to come in and use their stuff. And then the other part, you get a lot, you have a lot of marketers and a lot of um, SEO people using Google Plus because Google owns Google.com and they're going to honor their social metrics more than they're going to honor Facebook social metrics because they don't have all of Facebook's data. Whereas Google can say, you know, this thing's been plus one 72 times and this thing's been plus one 62 times and this thing's been plus one 3,000 times and it can, it, it will develop its own ranking system within Google search. So they're always going to force SEOers and marketers to their social network because they understand that if you want your stuff to rank in Google, you need to be on Google+. Hey, I thought we were talking about Google Goggles. <laughs> Google Goggles, yes. I mean, uh, uh, wouldn't it be funny if Google Goggles were saying that it's probably going to be released by the end of the year? End of the year. Yeah, and they're working with a designer. Was it like a six pack of beer. <laughs> <laughs> you put them in the beer goggles. <laughs> <laughs> That's like challenge mode. <laughs> That's how you don't lose your keys. You can just go back and. Yeah, you ask your Google goggles. That's a pretty good point. I mean, John, what do you think is cool about Google Glass? Why would you use them? What would you use them for? I mean, or the only reason. Kind of like GoPro on steroids. Like think about people who use GoPros and stuff to record their extreme sports and stuff. I mean, like, like let's say me and you, we we do, like we archer. We're like a couple archers. So if we're out doing our bow and bow and arrows and stuff. All I'm just saying, shooting arrows. It, it, I mean, you can record it and you can watch it. You know, you can like see what you're doing wrong or see when you, you know, just critique yourself or when you're four wheeling. You know, running down Golfing. the trail. Golfing. I mean, it's just it's it's. Living your dash, perhaps? Living your dash. Living your dash. <laughs> I mean, I, I personally think it's cool. I, I don't like the, the stuff that's going on inside that I would have to be looking at um, because I would be very distracted by that. Right. That's, I don't understand how that would be, if that would work. Yeah, I mean, that that would distract me. Well, but it's I kind of like the Corvettes have, have the new Corvettes, they have a little red laser beam that shoots up onto the windshield and does the same thing as Google Glass, mm -hmm. except for it's right here and your eye hardly even has to move. No, it doesn't I just know that when I have a little tag or I have something on a pair of sunglasses, I have gotten rid of those glasses. I don't see past it. I don't see past the scratch. It right. distracts me. Well, but so, you have to think it's not a normal pair of glasses. The way it's shaped, the glass comes across the top half of your eyes. And so they put it, they put it where it's, it's up and away, and then to look at what's directly in front of you, you, have, you can't look at it. Like, you have to look to the little thing. Like, if you were to lower glasses on your nose, you can look over your glasses sure. and look down and see what's happening before. I think Google, Google Glass, Google glass is up here. And it the, basically cuts halfway and, through. And it's like, it's, it's in the top part of your eye, so it's not exact. You can glance up and check it, but then you're still, your vision's here. Right. It's up here. So it's just like if I was driving and I glanced at the navigation system in my car and then looked back at the road. You know, so it might be easier than the tag on the glasses, but you probably still have to try it. The only difference is when I'm driving, I actually have to look away from the road to look at my navigation system versus having it right here and still have one eye looking at what's going on in front of me. Well, I mean, you know, for specific purposing, I think it could be super cool. You know, like we just did a video. We're, we're working on doing a bunch of different videos. We're all about, you know, the entrepreneuristic side of this. So if you think of purposing for this, to be able to go ahead and create videos that are how-tos on how you are doing something. Um, fly fishing, tying flies, somebody just said, you know, like actually, like when you're doing it and you're looking at it and it's like nodding, we've knotted jewelry, we want to teach people how to do that, we want to teach people how to do something that, you, that only you are doing, 
it would be an amazing thing to have it from the perspective of as you're looking at it, you're filming it. Right. So that's a super cool use. Or if it's taking in if it's taking in data based on what you're looking at. So like let's say I mean this is a really cool idea. I don't know if it's possible, but let's say I'm looking under the hood of the car, it starts going, whatever I'm looking at, that's the air intake, that's the this, that's this line, that's that line, that's this line. Telling me what my telling me, is. Yeah, exactly. I think it'll change the way movies are made. Because think about how movie, how a lot of like Hollywood movies, because they could do uh, as soon as producers and directors get their hands on it, they're gonna go nuts. Because I mean, think about it, like you know all the POV movies, like um, Blair Witch, like Blair Witch, or there's a there's one in Doom where he's running through it, and you get it's like first person view, you know, mm-hmm. people will just be able to put on the glasses, and you'll actually be in the eyes of that actor doing that scene, and it'll mm-hmm. look a lot more real. That's what? pretty cool. That's a good That's point. Right. And then think about it, if they paint a little part on the side of it, the green screen green, then every actor in the scene has on Google or Google Glass, Glass and then yeah. you have every different view from and including the one that you're taking with mm-hmm. your camera.
you know, that, I mean, there's something to be said for it. I still remember the answer to that question. Just because I Googled it doesn't mean that I didn't quickly access the information and get the answer, and here I am telling you about it 10 years later. So, you know, I think that it really we, we become so much more because we have such incredible access to information instantly that if we're looking at something and we can say, you know, like Siri, Siri, what is that? Mm-hmm. You know, and all of a sudden, and it tells you what it is. I mean, that would be pretty epic. That is epic. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can I can see in a lot of job sectors how it could increase productivity. It could give you information. It doesn't force you also to retain as much. Like as long as you know that something does something, or that something does this, or that something does that, you don't need to retain every little detail about it. Especially if something is constantly telling you in real time what you're looking at, what you're working on. Sure. You know, I don't think you should have put that red wire there based on all these other, you know, installations that should be going here. Well, speaking of red yeah. wire, it could also, like, um, like, like in the law, in the, like, the, what, what is it? I can't think of the word. Like, in law, like, for, like, people like bomb squads and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. having the technician who's only on the phone. Oh, yeah, be able to see what the guy's working with and be able to tell them what to do and actually which wire to cut. Well, I don't know. It's dark in here. It's shining on me. All the time. Yeah, I think the guy that puts a cigar that walks to the bomb actually knows what he's doing. I don't know. I don't think you call out to somebody. Like, hey, Google Glass. They don't just like average Joe's with Google Glass. Tackle that bomb. I'm sure it's something that people in Supergirl. Pixcons turn into bomb squads. Or video games. Yeah, it's for video games, too. Might even be able to eliminate the need for scopes. If it can tell you, if it can, well, I mean, not, I mean, not scopes, but range, range, range finders. It can tell you how far away something is. That's what I was thinking. Well, about. You know, golf, 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 Each course has its own GPS. Like, if you can buy one of those GPSs, each course is uploaded to that, so you can see, and it'll tell you how far the green is or where the flag is. Right. You know, and if it was, if you were able to put in, you know, if it was able to pick up data, like, like, let's per se, you're on the golf course, and it it knows based on the weather that it's blowing, the wind's blowing five miles to the right. And you're and you're reaching for a six iron, and it's like, well, you know, with these temperatures, with these, with these, with with these conditions, you're probably better off going off going with a seven iron instead. And you know, it's like there's, it's like (laughs) think about a fish finder radar. Mm Mm-hmm. I can go to the ocean, my finger helps me find fish. You're also partnering. And I think that this is a good time to take a word from our sponsors. All right. Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you've kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show. And we are back, and welcome back to the Dash Back Talk. Um, you, we, we decided a little while ago that we were just going to bring everybody to the office with us, and um, we're, we're hoping you're enjoying the experience because we, we want to hang out with you guys. And, you know, Peter brought up a really good point today, and he said, you know, as home-based entrepreneurs, we, we, all, we all work at home. We all stay home. We tend to be homebodies. <laughs> we don't like to go out much. When we do, it's to, to a Denny's and to a, you know, a Waffle House to go show somebody our, our napkin presentation or to go ahead and, and, uh, and do a little networking, and then we're right back to home. And people who love home-based business and entrepreneurism at that level, we tend not to get out too much. But you know, we have really good relationships with people through telephones, and we, we do do an awful lot of work. We just like to do it in our pajamas. 
Um, and uh, and so, you know, it, it's it's a really nice life option to be able to choose to, like, roll over when the alarm clock goes off or to actually get out of bed. <laughs> and there are some days you thank God that that meeting wasn't with a webcam and you've done, you know, millions of dollars worth of business right from your, you know, right from your house, right from your couch in your, in your, in your sweats or whatever. But, um, you know, it's, it's really good to be able to get to know each other. So we decided we wanted to do something a little different with this particular show once a week. And uh, if you guys like it, please make sure you chime in. Give us some topics. Make sure that you tell us if there's something that you want us to go ahead and, and bring up with Backtalk, um, you know, especially in the home-based business arena. If you guys are, are with certain companies, um, we, we are not a bash board. We do not ever, ever bash anything entrepreneurial. We're not your investigative reporters who are going to go ahead and go out there and try to bust a company or to go ahead and, and even grill a company. We're just, we're just here talking about entrepreneurism and, and tools that will help the industry. And, and uh, we're bringing people on who are experts that are far uh, than the Reagan model, you know, surrounding ourselves with people far greater than ourselves, with far more expertise than ourselves, who can talk about all that kind of stuff. We're just a bunch of home-based entrepreneurs who just love what we do, and uh, we wanted to share it with you. So what's our next topic up for grabs? Well, something that's come up, and uh, I'll give a preface this article, uh, last month it became illegal to unlock cell phones. Mm. And uh, there was a petition that went around, and as of yesterday, <clears throat> it received 100,000 signatures on whitehouse.gov, which means that the White House gets to address the issue. Um, I think that, uh, you know, why, is it, why does it matter? Uh, you don't get the freedom with a locked phone you don't get, you lose your freedoms essentially, and you're stuck with that service provider. Uh, people that do international business, if with an unlocked phone, they can literally bounce from local carrier to local carrier based on the country that they are, use their network, and not get hit with tons and tons of thousands international and thousands of dollars. Yeah, roaming, international roaming fees. What they charge you is absolutely obscene. Yeah. And with an unlocked phone, you can literally be in any country and have cell phone service. And, uh, you know, it also eliminated early termination fees. You could just you could just devalue your line all the way down to the base model, finish paying off your, you know, however many months you have on that plan, and use your unlocked phone on whatever carrier that you want. Uh, I mean, I, this thing really irritates me. The fact that anybody has tried to ban, like, unlocking a phone, just like, um, back to mine and Alex's trip, you know, we came back in the country, and I, I bought an iPhone for a guy in Nepal. He asked me, he didn't have, uh, he couldn't get an eBay account, because he couldn't get a PayPal account, because he couldn't get a bank account, because he's in Nepali, and they just have different stuff there. So he right. gave me money, asked me to buy him an iPhone. I buy him the iPhone, but it has a, it's a crack digitizer, and that's like six months worth of his pay. So he doesn't want to do it. So I ended up with a broken iPhone when I got back in the country. So I go ahead and I put my iPhone back together, and I call AT&T. And I've been living off the grid for two years, you know. I'm like bouncing with Alex from country to country, living in a backpack. We didn't do the five-star tour. We did the hospital tour, and it was really cool, and it was a great experience. And, and we walked a lot of this planet and uh, we bicycled and we did things that as a home-based entrepreneur we got to see a whole lot of this planet um, outside the little white window but what was amazing was coming back in and in order to go ahead and get a telephone they wanted five of my friends and family's contact information and they wanted all this big brother stuff just to be able to get an AT&T account and I said forget it I just wanted a, I wanted a SIM card because I had just been in like 10 countries in, in 12 months or whatever. So I said, you know, every country we, we land in, we get a SIM card, we put the SIM card in. That's what people need to be able to do. Why in America do you own the airspace that I'm not allowed to go ahead and use a telephone and then change which telephone I use when my minutes run out? It doesn't make any sense to me. So this is just so invasive to me. I, I think this is a horribly invasive thing. I think it takes away people's right to choose. And and why? It's like it's like allow. It's like standing up for monopoly. Here's the thing. You say you say it takes uh, it takes away from people who have the right to choose. They had a right to choose whether they wanted to pick that server, that carrier, or that this phone. carrier. Right, but why do they have in. to do a contract? Why can't they just have a SIM and buy minutes and then do another SIM and buy minutes? 
Mm-hmm. We can. It's not a profitable. <laughs> yeah, but no. Now they're going to go ahead and 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 hammer people with fees for breaking contracts. Mm-hmm. But all they want to do is switch SIMs. And you and and on resale, your phone is significantly devalued if it's locked to one carrier. Uh, you know, we pay, we all pay we all pay full price when we buy our phones, and then when we go to sell our phones, we can only sell it for what's fair based on what everybody else is selling the carrier. If your phone's unlocked, there's a much higher demand for that phone mm-hmm. because it can be used on any service provider. It's not limited to just AT&T. It's not limited to just uh, Verizon. Right. So why do I have to buy six phones because I'm going to go to six countries on business? Right. Like, why would I have to do that? That doesn't make any sense. No, if you have a world phone, does that make any difference on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah but you still pay a ridiculous monthly right. a monthly fee for that phone. Okay. It's not even it's not even reasonable unless you work for an organization. And for a minute, that pays for yeah, it. I mean, it's like if you're working for a massive Fortune 500 company and they're paying your phone bill, okay. Yeah. But just as a as an entrepreneur who's like gonna go to China for some manufacturing, but then you got to stop in 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 Thailand for some materials you buy in Bangkok, and then you're gonna go and you know, you're hopping over to Bali for some of your silver and then you come back to America and you're going to do the festival season, let's just say, you just got destroyed right. on your telephone. <laughs> you got destroyed, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. And we can all use Skype, you know. Thank God for Skype, you know. And on the seventh day or eighth day, God invented Skype. Um, <laughs> but, you know. You're limited, but you're limited to Wi-Fi, limited Wi-Fi, to Wi-Fi networks. Yeah, yeah you know, and you in know. a lot of those countries, you're not getting an Internet connection. Right. Unless so. you go to an Internet cafe. You know, right. I mean, there's tons of small business owners that go to China, go to Asia to pick up supplies, pick mm-hmm. up new products. I mean, it's what a lot of smart business. What a lot of small businesses. I mean, their manufacturing's done overseas, and they need to go back once, twice, three times a year to get more product, and that requires them to have, you know, you need to have an unlocked phone. And I just heard all of the, you know, true blue Americans going, but you're not giving Americans jobs. But guys, when it comes down to it, it you know, it's like so expensive so expensive to go ahead and manufacture in America that this is a really difficult thing for a lot of of American entrepreneurs. It's like I want to hire Americans, but I can't afford to hire Americans and actually get my business off the ground. You know, like if I can get my products created reasonably, it's different, you know, but everything's been inflated so many times. Our country is really struggling, you know. We are not creating anything anymore. Um, you know, Americans aren't creating. We're 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 going everywhere else for everything that's being created. You know? That's why that's why I actually really love a website called Kickstarter.com mm-hmm. because I kind of feel like it's fueled almost a like an it's like part Renaissance, part Industrial Revolution. And anybody has the ability to put up an idea in a product, and assuming that everybody likes it. You're you you are in business. You are literally getting the money that you need to start your business, and it's it's like, uh, I you know I'm sure that there's many people that wish that they had a platform like Kickstarter where they had the opportunity to raise two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or a million dollars for their project to get it off the ground. And then on top of that, you've also built a list. When this is all said and done, these people are going to get a part of your project when it's all made. And that's the, you know that's that's the that's the part of the Kickstarter is that if you back the project, there's a there's a reward for the certain at the level that you back. Generally, if you back at like five dollars, you'll get your name put the, put up somewhere, or you'll get like a like a sticker. Sure. Yeah. Star on Kickstarter right now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> trying to find a Death Star creation. That's it. Like, yeah, it's probably the people that started the petition on WhiteHouse.gov to start a to to invest money in building a Death Star. And the White House responded back in a very, like, sarcastic way, playing with the Star Wars theme. And so they answered back with another petition that's on WhiteHouse.com for the Death Star. And I guess now... <laughs> now they're just... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you have In order for the White House to address a petition on WhiteHouse.gov, you have to have something over 25,000 signatures. There was 25, but they raised it to 100. They raised it to 100,000 signatures. So if you have over 100,000 people that believe that that the Death Star should be created, you could probably get away with launching a Kickstarter project. Good Lord. What are we going to do with the Death Star? Darth Vader did. Center of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Universe. 
disagree with this. <laughs> I, I would I'm not pick Starch as product. So wait, if you back it, do you get to be one of the guys? I mean, that's on. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lightsaber in my favorite color. As long as it's red. Where the goo just trades. Yeah, oh my god. It's extra money. It would be interesting to see what the perks are for backing that project on Kickstarter. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. They're they're asking for twenty million dollars. Twenty million dollars. Well, that's just one of the milestones. <laughs> then you get automatic doors with that one, I think. <laughs> and then the laser gets put on. There's it only after two Yeah, there's a one dollar level and a ten dollar level. What do you get? Uh, the first one is our thanks and the knowledge that we're one step towards a safer planet. And then <laughs> the second one is, as above, plus your name etched onto underneath of one of the MSE 6 series of pair droids used on the finished station. So you get your name etched on a droid. Etched on a droid. There you go. I like that. There you go. R2-D2 Andy style. And so Kickstarter's neat for things like this, and it's also not just limited to technology. It, you have tons of musicians that are kickstarting their own albums. Uh, you have people that are launching independent mm -hmm. movies that are getting the funds for the, to launch their movie through Kickstarter. Video games. Video games. Uh, on consoles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When yeah. Started uh, you also have uh, arts, new shirts, like the, the, the shirt that, uh, like, they came out with a dress shirt recently. Yeah, it's supposed to be the perfect dress shirt. It's wrinkle-free, it's athletic material, it stretches with you, you know, and all that kind of, it doesn't need to be ironed. You know, i got to bring this up because um, working with so many guys, I never realized before how little the men's fashion market was catered to in most stores and then Alex pointed it out to me and then I've been noticing this a lot and um, just recently you know because it's like one eighth or one tenth or one fifteenth of a store you know you go into the mall and there's a tiny little corner for guys yeah, and yeah. then everything else. <laughs> low lit, and, 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 and yeah, yeah, all over the world is like this unless it's a men's store that's it yeah. that's all you get yeah. um, but but places like jackthreads.com mm -hmm. has come out and you know then Five we're, four, society Huh? Society.com. Society. You get t-shirts. Uh, you get a t-shirt for $16 a month. You get a t-shirt every month. Wow. And it's argued that it's the world's greatest t-shirt. There's the Dollar Shave Club, so you can get your razors on auto ship, starting from $1 to $10 based on the quality of the razor. Um, there's 5-4 Club, which you fill out your profile, and based on the colors that you like and the style of clothes that you wear, they send you two to three items a month for $60 a month. All right, so we're going to put together dashdudes.com. Mm -hmm. You guys are going to go ahead and give everybody this stuff, okay? So mm -hmm. we're going to make sure we get a page out. I know that we are close. We're about two minutes. Um, there was one thing that I wanted to go ahead and give is my entrepreneur's tool of the day, um, just for my back talk on this. When I got back in the country, I got this iPhone. I want everybody to know that as a, if you're a networker and you have to have like four and five people on three-way calls all the time, the number one thing you can do for your business is an iPhone, okay? I, I have revolutionized my networking with an iPhone. I can be on the phone with Alex and have Aaron call, and all of a sudden I can merge that call. And then somebody else might call, John will call, and I can merge that call. If Aaron and Alex and Dawn and John and Alex, I think I said that twice, all had iPhones, we could have 15, 20 people on a free call line, all calling in, calling each other. Um, it, it's a really brilliant technology if you're a networker. And, you know, I just have to say that for Apple, you know, that broken iPhone that I bought for that guy in Nepal ended up revolutionizing my networking. <clears throat> and now I am completely Apple converted and all of my contacts, all of my computers, my devices all talk to each other. It has really helped my business in every possible way. So thanks to Apple. I know you guys are getting some slack right now, and you're, you're doing a little, a little obsoleting of your, of your technology, a little on the early side for everyone's taste. But, but uh, I still love you. Don loves you. All right. And I think that's it. Thanks for coming to the show. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. 
To get reminders for our live shows that happen every Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thedashradio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon. All right, we're done. Now go shower. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.